yesterday, after Shemuel, no, that, that book is what I brought. After Shemuel is told by Hashem, and after Shemuel tells Shaul that Shaul will no longer be the king, in chapter 16, we are now looking for a new king. So Hashem tells Shaul, tells Shemuel to go to the house of Yishai from Beit Lechem and to pick from one of his sons to pick a king. Okay? So, um, now Shemuel, so Shemuel, egg smell in my mouth. I'm gagging. Okay, so Shemuel says to Hashem, wait, but Shaul is going to kill me when he sees me going to anoint a king. So Hashem says, don't make it look like you're going to anoint a king. Just go make it look like you're going to offer a sacrifice. So that's what Shemuel does. He goes and he tries to bring a sacrifice. He brings a sacrifice there. And he calls Yishai to bring his sons to the meal. And he sees the first one. He sees Eliav. And Eliav looks handsome and tall and good looking. And he's like the king. And Shemuel says, ah, this is the king. Right? And then Hashem says, no, 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 no. That's not the king. Why? What's the famous pasuk? Ki lo adam. For man sees with the eyes, but God sees into the heart. So he calls his other sons, Abinadav, then Shama, and none of them are worthy of being king. So now we're in Pasuk 10. And Yishai brings all ten of his sons before Shemuel, and Shemuel says, God does not want any of these kids. So Shemuel says to Yishai, are the youngsters all done? Meaning, are your kids, do you have no more kids? That's it, you have these seven. No, the, the youngest is still remaining. But he is with the sheep. He's, uh, uh, he's uh, uh, shepherding the sheep. So Shemuel says to Yishai, go and bring him. Because we're not going to recline to begin eating, because they brought a korban, right? So we're not going to recline in order to begin eating. Until he joins us at the meal. So he brings him, he sends for him and he brings him. And he is like a red hair. But he has nice eyes. And he's good looking. And Hashem says to Shemuel, get up and anoint him for he is the one. Right? The Midrashim says, he says, Kum. As in stand up, meaning stand up in respect, because you're standing before the king. Right? David is the king. Okay? So Shemuel takes the horn of oil, and he anoints him amongst his brothers, probably in a very, very small ceremony. Right? Maybe to the extent that the brothers maybe didn't even believe that this was, you know, what's going on is real, or that David is actually king because of this. Okay, but this very small, small ceremony, he puts the oil on his head. And the Spirit of God rested upon David from that day and on. And Shemuel went and he goes back to Ramah, which is where Shemuel lives. Okay? You know, I noticed something. It didn't mention David's name until after he was anointed king. Do you realize yeah, that? The Spirit of Hashem passed over El David. David. Once he was anointed, then the Torah... Then once, the ta- once he's anointed, then the Tanakh uh, makes him... Uh, uh, proclaims his name. Seems like he was unnamed Molly, Molly. until then. I was thinking about that right now also. Why it's not saying his name? Because he was, it wasn't. Uh, oh, I didn't it wasn't, say his name before. Isn't the Torah not mentioning anyone until there's someone of importance? Uh-uh. So he became important. Once uh-uh. Why doesn't it say. Why doesn't it say, like. The youngster is, remains. 
And then so he brings in. So the Torah, it, it proclaimed like almost all the names of the sons that weren't worthy before. Right. You know yeah. But it's telling it to us as if we already know David from somewhere. Right? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And the Spirit of God rested upon David from that day. What do you mean? Who's David? Why are you talking about this guy, David? Who is he? Never said his name before. He doesn't even say his name before. You know, it just starts. And, and the Spirit of God rested upon David. The Spirit of God rested upon David as if, as if we know who David is. Okay? Okay. Um, Anybody want some French commentary in the background? <laughs> okay, that's very strange, honestly. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. This is where, like, they always get, like, David with the reincarnation or something because never said his name. No, no, no. What, what the Chachamim do say is that why is David not being given any... Uh, why, is, why is he... Like, why does the father not even bring him? He has seven sons. Like, okay, this is my seven sons. And Shemuel says, no, 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 none of these guys are king. The father probably thought like he wasn't going to be king because all his other sons were always like good looking. And... So the Midrash actually says that David was the son of a concubine. David, his mother wasn't the main mother. You know, with the story of Yosef, it says that the brothers would, uh, like Yosef was with the younger, with the brothers of the concubines because they were less respected and they typically were less respected, right? So it seems like sons of concubines were definitely not treated with the same kind of respect. And the Midrash says that David was the son of an ama. He was the son of a concubine, of a maidservant. And that's why Yishai did not give him any, did not even think anything of him because he was the least respected son. Now, what's that a lesson of? If David was indeed the least respected of the kids and nobody expected anything of him, there are seven sons before him, he's the eighth one, nobody even considered. Because seven is like a complete unit, right? When you have seven kids in the Torah, you have a complete family. So the eighth one, who's not really in the meal, and they don't even want to give him any credit, he's like outside the family, meaning because he's from another wife. He's not part of that completed unit of seven. You know? So the lesson is that, that in, in Yadut, it's very much based on meritocracy. We don't give credit to the firstborn. We don't give credit to the people who are the most handsome. We don't give credit to the people. Shaul is very handsome, fails, right? The firstborn throughout Tanakh never succeeds. David... Is the youngest and least respected of all the kids. But he is the one who has it in him to be the king. It's a beautiful lesson. Because in, in, in Egypt, what's the culture? The Egyptian culture is to respect and worship the firstborn. In Yadud, we do the opposite. The firstborn never wins. It's always the youngest and the least respected who wins. So that, that's the thing behind Shaul. The Spirit of God went away from Shaul. And he was... He was uh, who smote with a, uh, a a dark spirit from God, meaning he was struck with a dark spirit of God. What does that mean? He became very depressed oh. and paranoid. He became like he started to kind of like lose his mind, you know. Okay. So the servants of Shaul said, "The spirit of God, the dark spirit of God, has struck you. You are now being struck by dark spirit of God, you're meaning you're depressed." And in those days, they wouldn't like, they didn't have like a clinical term for depression, right? So if the guy becomes depressed and paranoid and, ang- and anxious, what do they consider it? Evil. Like an evil spirit has come upon him. Yeah. Nowadays, we know, okay, the person's crazy, that means there's some psychological issue. So we have, we've, we've made, we've taken things out of the realm of mysterious and, and made them scientific so they don't like, 
We don't attribute such things to them anymore, such uh, descriptions to them. But in those days, a person becomes depressed and paranoid and, and, and dark and moody. He's, he's overcome by a dark spirit of God. So that's what's happening to Shaul. Please say, our master, um, your servants are before you. They should, they should ask for a person who knows how to play on a harp. And when this dark spirit comes upon you and you get a pang of depression or something, he will do, he will play with his hand and it'll be good for you. So Shaul says, find for me a person who is good at playing on the harp and bring him to me. Uh, you know, we'll save this pasuk for tomorrow. But so uh, Shaul is depressed and he has a dark spirit that comes upon him. And his servants say, oh, let us go find for you somebody who knows how to play on the harp. And he says, good idea. Go find me someone who's going to play on the harp. Interestingly, the person who's going to be chosen is... David. David. David.